You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! Hello, welcome to another episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I'm your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today I'm excited because I have Nathaniel, who um, many of you may know from the timeline as NJ joining me to discuss uh, the Warriors upcoming game with the Celtics. Uh, I feel like you're one of the Twitter followers, like that's on NBA Twitter, where like everybody follows you, like from each fan base, like you, you, like, you know, sometimes there's like rivalries and divisions and, you know, like there's just, but I feel like you're like, you like, I feel like everyone in every fan base follows you or interacts with you. So that's probably a testament to you and how cool you are, because I know that's not the case for me. You know, pretty pretty much, man. Like, I get along with most people. Like every fan base, I just love to talk about basketball. So like, I'm I'm sure pretty much everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I observe. That's that's very dope. So very good guest for me to have on today because you know you're you're a Celtics fan, but you're I guess pretty neutral. I don't know if neutral is the right word, but you definitely like you you don't annoy me. You know, sometimes not that it matters if you annoy me, but I don't think you annoy many others just by the sheer fact that I see you know, you um, are with everyone. So as I don't always wear Warriors, you know, stuff on here. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But today I had to, it was a special night last night and I was at the game. I was in attendance to watch Stephen Curry um, break, you know, the, the three-point record. Uh, and it was amazing. It was uh, I don't know, like an out-of-body experience, you know? Um, And I've gone to a lot of NBA games and uh, this was special, you know? And um, like, I woke up this morning still thinking about it. And, you know, a lot of people from Dub's Twitter have been like asking me about it and wanted me to do a whole pod episode dedicated to it, which I won't. But I mean, I want to touch on it briefly. So did you watch the game last night? Because I felt like everyone watched the game last night. I saw the majority of the game. I was kind of going back and forth between that game and the, the Raptors Nets game as well. But I definitely, especially like the first quarter, I knew Steph was going to break the record after like the first quarter. So yeah, I, I watched the majority of the game. And you watch? And I mean, I don't know because like you're a Celtics fan, but like you're an NBA fan too, I suppose. And so like what... 
you know, I've just been talking to Warriors fans all day and finding out like what it was like for them. Um, but what was it like for you watching as like someone who's just like appreciative of the NBA? Like, did you have any feelings around it? Man, just as a ball fan, like Steph has been one of my favorite guys from from the get go. Like uh, when he dropped, I can't remember how much many points it was. It was like fifty something on New York back in like twenty thirteen. That's what basically put him on the map, right? And right. everyone saw how good he was. So just to see him do that last night, you know, it was just it was just amazing. Like I was literally screaming after he hit that second three. You're I just screaming. posted to my Instagram. Yeah, I, I snapped. It, it was amazing. <laughs> That is so dope to hear because I always think I'm crazy sometimes when you get excited in your home and I know we all do it for our teams, but that's dope to hear like that you were screaming. Mm. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. Love, love. I appreciate that. I mean, obviously we were screaming in the the building, right? I um, put up the video because I actually got to the game. First of all, I've... I don't get I don't get to many places on time and that includes NBA games that I pay for I'm definitely one of those people that rolls up like I'm here second quarter let's go but I was like that is I knew I was not going to do that for that game so I was adamant about getting there on time and we walked in like it was 731 and I was saying to um my girl Jay I'm like oh yeah finally first time I think I've ever been at NBA game on time I can't believe you know I'm here on time and then right then I look at the screen and I see the game already started I was like what like when do games they never start right on time like ever and especially like a national tv game they never start right at on time and so like we're walking to the seats and then, like, I see, like, Steph about to pull up. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so, like, I stopped to watch on the screen because I'm like, I don't want to be walking and miss something. And then he hits the first one that ties the record. I'm like, ah! Now we start running. <laughs> We're running to, like, our seats because we want to get there. Um, and we got in. Actually, first we went to the wrong section. And, well, because, like, I was, like, in section 210, I believe, is where I was sitting. And so I think I was one section wrong, like, over. So we went up in there, and the guy's, like, wrong section. And then, like, something was happening. And so we stopped, and we're looking. He's like, you guys can't stand here. I'm like, man, F you. Like, I'm not, like, missing, you know, this. But nothing happened. So then we went out. We ran, ran again to get to our section. I was so happy I made it. The moment I got into my seat, I just kept the phone on record because I was like, you don't like, it's going to happen so quick and I don't want to have to be like fumbling, you know, with mm-hmm. my camera. So I was able to capture the moment, everything. I was like, oh my God, this is it. It like goes in and like the whole arena erupted. Like everyone yes. around me stood up. It was just like the whole arena erupted. Mm. It was so incredible. And, you know, I will not tell a lie, definitely cry, definitely shed some tears. Um, okay. You know, it's like, it was just amazing. I'm sure that's the way Kobe fans felt like for his last game. You know, I think yeah. obviously when you're a fan of the NBA, you like all things, but I think like when it's your guy, your fave, your player, you know, it's also like, oh man, because so many people were like, nah I'm so happy for you like you know wishing me congrats like that I got to experience that so it definitely was a moment for me it's one of the best experiences I've ever had um and then I met Sonia Curry (laughs) randomly she was walking out of MSG the same time as us and we got a picture and I'm like ah I met Steph's mom 
so it was it was a crazy night yo it was it was, it was amazing um definitely one of my favorite things I'm gonna always have with me so anyway there you go Doug's Twitter because a lot of y'all are asking me to recap tell you what happened so there's a recorded version it was everything you could have imagined and more it was everything like it looked like on TV plus more I don't even think honestly um NJ that I watched the rest of the game I mean I was there but I can't really tell you what happens like <laughs> after that I'm I'm not even exaggerating like you know I really like I I don't have a recollection of that game I know it was low scoring I know they were struggling to score because you know it like it's a back-to-back they they travel the same day because they have plane issues yeah. so there was just like so much going on um but I really I'm like, oh, great, we won, thankfully. But I, I like, I have no sense of what happened in that game. So that's that's how mm-hmm. euphoric and crazy it was. And you know what? Like, I don't know. Like, everyone's just like, of course. Like, it, it's obviously poetic with it happening at MSG. But I think it also would have been dope if it went down in um, TD Garden. It didn't. But there was like, it was looking like it could have because they he wasn't going to play in Indiana. And I, I believe the only reason they did end up playing in Indiana is because they lost that game to the Sixers last Saturday. Um, and okay. so it made it like, I don't think that they wanted to, I don't think they wanted to get into like a real big deficit with the Suns right there. Cause I think that they want to um, have the best record in the NBA or at least in the, in the West. And so like, if you would have like, you know, went in there and not played your guys, I don't think they were coming out with a win versus Indiana. They're not like Detroit. So, um, you know, because I was like, wow, because I don't know, like if he didn't go to Indiana, it would have been seven for MSG. And I wasn't sure if he would hit that. So I was just like, yo, could you imagine him doing it? And like Ray Allen's like, you know, I don't know if I consider, do you consider that like Ray Allen's home since he's been to three different teams? Like, how do you, how do you, what's his legacy like for Boston? Ray Allen, I mean, it took he a while for a lot of us. He left and went to the Heat, which yeah. I did not appreciate. So I'm with I think it took a one. lot of us. It took a lot of us like a while to forgive him for that. I Have mean, yeah, because really? you know, me, I, I'm kind of over it to be honest. Like, you know, it's been like how many years now? Like eight years. So like, I'm kind of over it. But there are still some Celtic fans. I know they're still salty about it. But at the end of the day, he was part of the reason that we won a championship. So you know, you, you got to give it up for him for, for what he did for us. But if you look at his legacy, I think, honestly, it's really, well, he is basically he's had a four-part career because, you know, he started off with Milwaukee. That's when he was a great player. He was more than a three-point shooter there. Went to Seattle, great scorer there. Boston, you know, three-point specialist. Miami, everybody remembers him for the shot that he hit. So it's like, when you think of his career, I think it's more so you think of Boston and Miami just because he won the championships there. But he was great everywhere he played, so... Wow, I would have loved to have done it in Boston there, but oh well, I was fine because I'm going to that game too. <laughs> so I would have seen it either way. But um, do you think if it would have happened in Boston that like they would have appreciated it there the same way like MSG? Because you know, Knicks fans have this 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 uh 
gut-wrenching love with Steph because they were going to pick him. You know, the Warriors <laughs> drafted right before them and they were able to grab him. They had their eye on him the whole time in that draft. So they always, it's just pain for them with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but they also like still show him love. So I don't know. Do you think like Celtics fans would have been the same, you know, would have received the moment the same way? I think so, definitely. I think no matter what, wherever Steph played, wherever, if he was in like a, in a way arena, everybody would have appreciated it. Like, there's not many people around the league that don't respect Steph. So no matter where he broke the record, he would have still got that same appreciation. I think so. Yeah. Well, it did happen. It's finally behind us. So I'm excited and I got to witness it. But we have we have Celtics up next. I'm glad my guys finally get two nights of rest. <laughs> because they they need it but i'm definitely looking forward to that game you guys just came off a pretty big win versus the bucks right mm-hmm. um yeah. tatum went for what 44 in that game i think it was 42 around 42? that sure. yeah 42, over yeah. 40 though right um mm-hmm. so that was big and he's been a little up and down this season so um you know we'll we'll get into all of that but um I am looking forward to the game. Uh, you're in, you live in, in Canada, right? Do you live in yeah. Toronto? Do you actually live I'm in like, Toronto? I'm like outside. I'm like in the outskirts of Toronto, probably like an hour away, like, but I'm close to Toronto. Okay. And so I, I only ask that because for one, you're a Celtics fan in Canada. So how did, how did that come about? How did that come to be? So pretty much I always tell people, I became really a fan. Like I grew up a Raptors fan. If you're from Canada, you have to support the Raptors. And it was about like uh, when we first got the big three with KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. The reason why I love that so much is that you had three Hall of Famers that couldn't win a championship on their own. They came together to win a championship. And just from that point in time when they won a championship, I was hooked. Just okay. like, you know, yeah, the KG Pierce era. And then just seeing all the different eras we've had. Isaiah Thomas era, the Tatum era. I've just been a fan for like the past 15 years, pretty much. Okay. So do you like root for the Raptors second and the Celtics first, or is it just like the Celtics are your team? It's Celtics first. Like I support the Raptors. They're not really like my team per se, but like I still support them at the end of the day. I want to see them do well. When they won the championship against your team uh, a couple of years ago, like I was super excited because, you know, it wasn't just for the Raptors. It was for all of Canada. So that was, that was an amazing thing. Okay. So you, I don't know if you saw the little, the notice that went out, like for the Toronto Raptors, that they're going to limit the capacity at the arena there for the next game, which is interesting. Well, it's, I understand why they're doing it. I'm interested to see how they're going to even approach, like who are the 50% of the people that they're going to say, no, you can't come. Right. Cause they already have tickets. But, you know, people have, it's been coming up like daily now. Is the NBA going to go back to a bubble? Are they like, what are they going to do? So this is kind of like a hot topic. Um, I don't expect, I don't expect anything to happen anytime soon with the U.S. arenas. That's my guess, just because the U.S., you've seen how we've handled COVID. So um, I know, I I know, I know that uh, Silver got a lot of respect for the bubble, but Mm -hmm. they haven't seem to express any desire for the bubble and quite frankly I don't think a lot of the players like the bubble either um Mm -hmm. being away from their families and stuff which is understandable so you know I don't know that anything's going to be happening soon but I mean what are your thoughts on that do you think do you think we should go back to the bubble I mean what do you think the NBA is going to do 
it's tough to say, like, I just posted a couple of days ago. I don't think they're ever going to do a bubble again because the players are not going to co-sign on that. Like, they're not going to be in a situation where they want to, you know, be isolated for, like, three months at a time like we had in the bubble before. So I don't think that's ever going to happen again. And I'm supposed to go to the Raptors-Warriors game this Saturday. So I just pray that my tickets are still good. So it, it's really tough to say what they're going to do. Like, oh, if they're gonna, uh, man, seriously? Yeah. I yeah, hope that I'm yeah. going to pray for you, like for real, because that sucked. That news must have been like, what for you? Yeah, when did yeah. you find out? I literally just found out like uh, about like half an hour ago. Like I was just checking my my Instagram, my feed, and then I saw that post. So I was just hitting up my boy. I'm like, yo, I hope this doesn't affect anything with our tickets. So we just got to wait and see. And did you guys buy your tickets together as a pair? Basically, I think he bought his tickets uh, earlier than he, he bought both of our tickets. And yeah, so he did that a, a, okay, like about a month bought, ago or so. Yeah, because I'm like, that would suck if you guys got separated, but you probably had to buy the tickets together at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm going to pray for you because like that sucks. Yes. I hope. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah. But once they do, well, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably announce how they're going to choose, but like. I'd love to know, like when when they like when you find out, like whatever they're gonna do. I'm curious. I'll be mm-hmm. curious to know. Um, okay. I definitely hope you get to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't anticipate anything happening. I really don't in the U.S. I I think, I think they're gonna just go back to increasing the restrictions for players. Because I mean, to be honest, they're not really concerned about us fans. They haven't like they don't even know, like if anything is spreading once fans leave it's not like it's being reported but i i think for the players they're probably excuse me they're probably going to go back to some of those old restrictions i'm guessing Mm -hmm. like masks for everyone they're probably going to start testing vaccinated players and um you know not allowing the players to kind of like get close again and all that kind of stuff yeah um you know so we'll we'll see but it's um I actually think the NBA dropped the ball. Like, I never understood why they loosened all the restrictions, like, just because you were vaccinated, because, you know, we all know, like, just being vaccinated alone isn't enough. So mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it was, like, an odd thing to do. And then yeah. now these outbreaks have been crazy. It's, like, last night, every day, I'm just like, wow, wow. Like, I'm, like, another one keeps popping up. I'm, like, what? Like, I didn't even know the Nets were down to eight, because I'm, like, all trying to get ready for the game. And I'm, like, what? Yeah. They only have eight guys? Like, this is insane yeah uh, oh man i was about to say i don't did you watch that game last night the raptors and um yeah i was, I was trying to watch some of it too i saw like more so some of the fourth quarter and overtime as well so that was a pretty good game i mean yeah like katie is he's the man like you know he just no hard in basically missing half of their team and then they still won that game so yeah I and they were leading by a lot but then the raptors got back in it right I think so. I think there was one point that, um, yeah, the Raptors were up by a certain amount. Then, like, Nets went on, like, a 10-0 uh, run or something like that in the in the overtime. Something like that. But, yeah, both teams, they were up at one point. Mm, okay. So, to the, to the main event, to Celtics-Warriors, because that's what's coming up. And I feel like no matter what your personnel is, the Celtics-Warriors games are just always good, right? Like... I mean, in the last few years, have we had any bad Celtics Warriors games? Like, I can't remember. Honestly, like, I'm trying to think of the last one that wasn't great. Like, even when Kyrie was there. That was my favorite one when Steph and Kyrie were going back and forth. Yeah. That was special. Mm -hmm. 
But I mean, even last year, like Tatum, he stepped up and I mean, he went toe to toe with Steph and you guys got that W. So yeah. um, all the, these games are really good. So I'm expecting a very good game. Will Jalen be back? Yeah, Jalen, he played the last game. So he like, did? I think okay. his hands, yeah, he, he's good now. Yeah. I'm, ex- um, I'm, I'm happy about that. How did he look in the last game? He honestly looked pretty good. Like, the first time he came back, we knew he wasn't, like, completely ready to come back. Like, he was still, like, holding his hamstring. But last game, I didn't see, like, any – there was one part that he bumped knees with one of the players, but, like, he was out for, like, a couple minutes, came back in. But he looked good last game, though. So there's so many different things I want to get into with you about the Celtics. So hopefully we have enough time to cover it. I am um, a fan of the Celtics. Like, I, I really – I always call them my East Coast team. So, I mean, they're not the Warriors. They're not my team team, but I really do. I do love the Celtics. And like you, I developed a liking for them during that era, the um, big three plus Rondo era. Um, And I really have like kept up with the team because I really like them a lot. So I was actually with you guys like, fuck Ray Allen. You know, I did not appreciate him leaving. I still don't care for Ray Allen. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, it's, you know, I'm curious, like, like, did you, were you against Ainge as much as like some people were? And then like, how do you feel Brad Stevens is doing so far as a GM? With Ains, I was always like 50-50 because we have to understand is that after the uh, Pierce and KG left, he rebuilt where we only missed the playoffs once during that time. And then we're able to quickly rebuild. We got Isaiah Thomas. And because of the next trade, we were able to get Jalen and Tatum. So you can't really hit on him for that. He brought us a championship in 2008. You know, he got us the guys that we have now. The only time I really started criticizing him. should have won more, I thought. I thought that team yeah, should have won more. Yeah. So like people, yeah. I always see people on Twitter get mad. Like these guys talk like they won multiple rings and I get it, but they were that caliber of team, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like KG doesn't get hurt one of those years. And exactly. um, they, they're, they were a really great team. They really were. Mm-hmm. And then it really sucked because right, right when he was probably about to like do special things, then Rondo got tore the ACL. So they just, they mm-hmm. had some really crappy injuries at like the worst yep. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but you were going to say, you were talking about Oh, him. it's okay. I think where I started getting a little uh, mad with him was right after we lost um, Hayward. So Hayward obviously went to Charlotte in free agency. That season, we didn't really do anything to get better. Like, you know, Kyrie left us, Horford left us at the time, Hayward left us. So after that, I mean, the best free agent moves we did that season, we signed like Tristan Thompson and Jeff T. So we weren't going anywhere that season. So since that point, you know, we've been trying to get back to, you know, contender to, to be a, a good contender again. And just from that point, I, I just I just wasn't really a fan of what he did after that. But everything before getting Tatum, Jalen, et cetera, et cetera, that's what I was a fan of. I see. So uh, do you like the the coaching hire? Because I know there's been some chatter around that. And um, are you pleased so far with like Brad and, and the job he's doing? So with regards to the coaching, like, it's so tough to say because I don't want to put like, you know, too much pressure on a rookie coach. You can't really expect much. I mean, obviously with you guys, you know, Steve Curry, you guys won a championship at his first year as a coach, but that's not going to happen with every single coach at the end of the day. So there's been a lot of growing pains with Udoka so far, but, you know, give him at least a couple of seasons to see what he's capable of. Um, 
yeah, so he's been doing okay so far. Esther, what was your, your second question? Um, Brad, like, how do you feel about the job? Well, did you did you like Brad as a coach, and did you think it was time for him to move on? I know he was kind of over coaching, but I mean, I know like the kind of the the outside perspective is that he was elevated by the media, and like he mm-hmm. didn't really deserve that elevation, and he didn't really do anything. Um, but I don't know how Celtics fans actually felt about him because I liked Brad. I thought he was a really good coach, and mm-hmm. um, I thought honestly he did probably the most he could do with that team like I don't there was never a time that I thought the Celtics had the best team in the east so like if there's Mm -hmm. always another team better like what like how much further than the eastern conference finals do you guys want him to go like in some in some cases you guys overachieve so I don't I that that was my my thought on it but you know Mm -hmm. I don't know that the fans thought the same way but I know lots of outsiders saw it differently I would agree completely. Like, uh, he's basically overachieved with a lot of teams that we had. Like, you look at the Isaiah Thomas era when Horford uh, first got there. You know, we had uh, Horford, Crowder, Isaiah, Avery Bradley, where there was no way that we were going to be a legitimate contender. Like, you know, you still had the Cavs there with LeBron and Kyrie, so we weren't going to win a championship. After that, I would say, you know, we made the the Eastern Conference Finals, I think it was like three times in a five-year span. But really and truly, we were never really considered the best team in the Eastern Conference. The only year was when we, um, uh, it was Kyrie's last year, where we had an amazing roster where everybody was favoriting us to to go to the finals. And we just had complete chemistry issues. That's when the Raptors won the championship. That was probably the only year in the Brad Stevens era that we could have actually went to the finals. And we saw what happened that year. Right. Yeah, I, I like Brad, um, and so I I don't I don't have any sense of like his what he's doing as a GM. It's probably also too early to evaluate him. But like, were you pleased that they mm-hmm. kept him and he moved up in the org? Yeah, I had no problem with that to be honest. I mean, you know, like yeah, just keeping him within the organization. He was a great coach, so moving him up, I didn't have a problem with that. And thus far, what he's done, he's done honestly, he's done pretty solid. I mean, the fact that. You know, we got rid of Kemba to get Horford back was a great move. One thing I will say is that he did luck into getting Shooter because if he didn't get Shooter, we wouldn't have really had that much depth. So getting Shooter was great. Um, you know, not paying Fournier was a great move as well because he's been looking terrible for the Knicks. But he's done actually a pretty decent job so far, I'd say. Are you guys going to go after Brad Bill? Is that what he's waiting on? That's what they're saying. Like, um... I think just because of the connection that, uh, you know, Beal and Tatum have, that that's probably the plan for next year. If you look at free agency for next season, I think the only people that are going to be free agents, you have Beal. I don't think Levine has signed an extension yet, and I don't think Harden signed an extension yet either. There's nowhere we're getting Harden. I doubt we're getting Levine. So if we are going to get a top region next year, it's going to be Beal. And he's been struggling a little bit this year. Do you think that's just, like, they started, like, the Wizards were doing playing really well and then now they're mm-hmm. not playing as well but Beal specifically has been struggling a little bit so does that concern you at all not really I mean you have great players that sometimes they have years where they have slumps you know Tatum started off the season terribly he's been doing well now so I think probably you're going to see in the second half of the season Beal will pick it up and if he comes to the Celtics next year you know he'll take the pressure off of him because um let's say he signs to a free agent you can keep Tatum and Jalen then Beal's not going to have as much responsibility to be the top scorer on the team you know you can spread the points around so I think it'd be fine now I mean you probably need 
both of these things. But I mean, like, do you want them to go after Brad Bill? Because that's going to be a big contract. And do you think he's the right player to like do that for? Because you guys still need a point guard. And he's not a point guard. Ah, uh, okay. So I think personally, there's two routes that you can really look at. You can either look at getting another top star. And like I said, Beal's probably the only free agent you can be looking at for next year. Or what we really need is just to get some more three-point shooting. If you look at the team in general, we don't have a lot of guys that can shoot the three. If you can get someone, you know, a caliber of a Joe Harris type player. I know Duncan Robinson hasn't been doing great this year, but, you know, someone that can basically come off screens and hit threes, that's what we need. So if we're not going to look at a three-point shooter, like I said, the only other all-star caliber player for free agency would be Beal. So if we go either route, I'm okay with that. So you don't think you guys need a point guard to like work things out between Jalen and uh, Tatum? Because I think you do. I mean, if we do need a guard, like who can you really go after? Because if you look at the landscape of the M. Ah, I mean, you're going to still run into the same situation where smart. By the way, I'm not a fan of Ben. I'm just, I want to see what you think. (laughs) That's tough. I mean, obviously Simmons is a much better player than smart, but you're going to run into the same situation where you're going to have another guard that can't take shots either. He can't make shots. So to be honest, I'm okay with Smart being the point as long as he learns to calm down with his shooting. I'm okay with that because his responsibility is to get the ball to Jalen, get the ball to Tatum. So I'm okay with that. In the meantime, if there was a better point guard available, yeah, for example, Ben Simmons, I'd be okay with that. But in the meantime, I'm cool with Smart being there. Yeah, because I mean, you don't really got to worry about Ben because he he doesn't want to take the shots. He wants to give up the ball. But I... Exactly. I mean... The whole Jalen Tatum debate, it's like a yearly thing. Um, mm-hmm. One, who do you think is the better player? I'll go with Tatum. I think if uh, if I were to say, let's say Tatum is a 10 out of 10 player, Jalen is probably like a, like a nine, somewhere similar to that. Tatum is a better player, but I don't think that there's this humongous gap like some other people think. Okay. Um, but you want to keep both of them, or do you think they need to be broken up? They don't need to be broken up. The whole plan, like when you look at who wins championships in the NBA, you want wing players to win championships. You know, we've seen with Kevin Durant being the best player, in my opinion, on the Warriors. We've seen with Kawhi winning the championship for the Raptors. If you can have capable young wings that can help you win a championship, that's what you need. So it's all about getting a third guy to complement them. If you break them up, you're obviously not going to get somebody as good as Jalen to, to bring back to the team. So if you can get a third guy to complement those guys, that would be the best thing you can do. Okay. Normally, I let people say their opinions on here, and I never push back because that's what this is about. But on Steph Day, and that's what today is, I cannot let it slide that you called Kevin Durant the best player on the team. So this one time, I'm going to break my rule. But no, I understand like why you think that, and a lot of people did. I think the point is that you definitely need wings, and you need good wings to win. Um, I don't know that they need to be your best player, um, but you you definitely need them. But you but they're but there's still a limit to what they're doing as wings. You know, they they're both super talented. And so I, I think there's validity to the argument that like maybe they're underachieving a little bit together. And I really mm-hmm. think a point guard would do them justice. Um and you're right. It may not need to be a Ben Simmons level player, but I think you guys need a point guard. But you're saying that smart is enough. You think that he's enough to be that guy. 
basically what I'm saying with that is that if there was another option to upgrade from Smart and let's say you uh, move Smart to the bench of the six man or maybe just put him back to the two and you can get an upgrade, I'd be totally fine with that. But as currently constructed, I'm okay with Smart being the uh, the starting point guard. I'm cool with that. So why, so why, why did you say we're not getting James Harden? Because, you know, I had another guest on who is a Sixers fan and like people were just like, you know, things don't go too well in Brooklyn this year. And that's like two mm. years in a row. You think there's any chance Harden leaves? I mean, I would think Philly more than Boston just because that was one of the other targets, right, initially. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe he becomes more open-minded. But I mean, if he was on the market again, based on how he's playing this year so far, would you want him to be a target? Like, would you want Brad to go after James Harden if he's like, I'm not going to resign with Brooklyn and I'm going to, you know, see what's out there? To be honest, as long as it didn't, like, uh, really hinder the rest of our team, like, let's say, you know, you sign a hard and then you have to get rid, get rid of a lot of our role players, I don't know if I'd be in favor of doing that, but if you can still keep, you know, most of our core together, like I said, as long as you have a third guy to go along with uh, Tatum and Jalen, I'm totally fine with that. We know Harden at his best has been a top 10 caliber player. This year he hasn't been, but in Houston, to me, he's always been a top five player in the league. So if he chose Boston for whatever reason, I highly doubt he would choose us. But if we were able to get him, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Okay. You you know, you're kind of like your takes are like the same way you reflect Everything you're saying is like, yeah, this is definitely the guy I see on Twitter, you know, like it, yes. it matches um, your personality. I don't think my Twitter persona matches my actual personality. Um, okay. it's, it's part of the reason, it's part of the reason I pod, but I also pod because I enjoy talking about hoops like all the time. I could just like sit down and do it all day. Um, mm-hmm. But everything you see, you're just like, oh, well, it could be this. You're pretty like fair, reasonable, just very, very easygoing refreshing mm. um refreshing from the timeline because you know how it can get on there um for sure. so what are you what are you looking forward to in this game between the warriors and the um the celtics i'm going to be in the building so i'm super excited about it but i mean what are you expecting to see I think we're probably going to get another game that's just crazy that goes down to the wire. I mean, as a Celtics fan, I wish they could destroy every single team that they play, you know, just beat everybody by 30, but, you know, that's not going to happen. So I think it's going to be another situation. You're probably going to see Warriors at some point be up at like 10, 15, just like the game last year. Celtics will, uh, you know, make a comeback. And then probably by the fourth quarter, they're going to be battling it out. I'm not sure who's going to win. You know, of course, I hope it's the Celtics, but it's going to be a back and forth game. Who are they going to put on Steph? Marcus Smart? I would say so. I'm trying to think of who typically guards him. I think it's Smart as far as I know. He probably shares some responsibility. Maybe Schroeder and Smart will uh, will guard him. And maybe they'll switch with some bigs on him for a little bit as well. But I think Smart will probably have the uh, main responsibility. Okay, yeah. I don't remember in the past games actually who guarded him. But, you know... I was wondering if someone like Jalen, would they ever would put Jalen on him for a little bit. Um, but I'm thinking, no, nah, it's probably going to be smart. But I'm not sure because I don't – I also don't know enough about this coach to know, like, what he um, – what he's thinking. So let's mm-hmm. talk – I want to talk a little bit more, though, about, like, what's been going on this year with you guys. Like, why do you think um, – it's been so up and down is it just the inconsistency from Tatum and having Jalen out or like what else are you seeing 
I think it's been a variety of factors. Yeah, number one, Jalen being out is definitely hurts. I think we're like seven and seven uh, this year without him. So that's definitely been one of the factors. Tatum starting off the season very slow, uh, that really hurt us as well because if Tatum is playing like his normal superstar capable self, then obviously we're going to have much better of a chance to win games. So even at this point, I think he's shooting still like about like 42% from the field, which is not great by his standards. He's shooting around like 33% from the three, which is not great either. So that's been one of the factors as well. Another thing is just the lack of shooting in general. Like there's not a lot of guys on our team that can really hit the three point shot. Grant Williams, I mentioned the other day, he's actually been very good this year. He's shooting uh, about like 45% from the three-point line. But outside of that, you know, Romeo, he can hit the three. Horford has not been a great three-point shooter this year. He's traditionally a great shooter. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of shooters on the team. It's funny, and I, I think some of it about Horford. I know you thought it was a great pickup. And even though he's not shooting the three right now, are you still feeling like it was good, like good to have him back on the team? Oh, definitely, definitely. Even though he's not shooting the the, uh, the three ball well, he's been doing everything else great. He's still playing great defense. He can still play make, uh, you know, set up other guys for easy shots. So he's been great. Uh, overall, I would just say, yeah, it's really a combination of the lack of shooting. Missing Jalen has definitely hurt. Tatum, now he's finally found his groove for like the past 10 games or so. He's been fantastic. But those have been the main factors, though. Okay. So what do you think is the um, ceiling for this team this year? I would say the maximum would probably be, I'd say, maybe a second round. If we get really lucky, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. The only reason I say that is that I don't think we could beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee in a series when it came down to it. If it comes, if you look at any other East team, I'd say, you know, we'd, we'd fare well against like maybe a Miami or Chicago uh, potentially, but when it comes down to Milwaukee or Brooklyn, we couldn't beat them. So I'd say the East finals is probably our absolute maximum. But if I'm being realistic, uh, we're probably going to finish maybe like a fifth or sixth seed. We'll probably lose in like the second round, I'd say. Okay, so you, you do think they'll be better than a, than a play-in team? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. I, I of course, would love them to go far. Um just because, like I said, for whatever reason, Warriors and Celtics games um, are always really good. It's like an underrated, mm -hmm. to me, matchup because um, they're they're always really good. But, yeah, I mean, I think probably still it's the Bucks or the Nets to come out the East, like if we're being yeah. real. Like sometimes, you know, people say Miami, and I think it might be. And then, I don't know, they're like kind of like up and down too. I mean, mm -hmm. They're not like a 500 team, but like sometimes they look like a powerhouse and they're like, and then other times you're like, what, what's going on? So yeah, um, I'm not really sure what to think about them. And Kyle Lowry looks to be struggling a little bit this year or maybe not struggling, inconsistent this year, more, mm -hmm. a little more so than normal, I think. So mm. um, I'm not sure what to think about the heat. And I don't know if there's any other sleepers in the East that I'm missing. I don't think so. Chicago, you can't sleep on Chicago. They look legit. If everybody's, I know they've had all the COVID, et cetera, et cetera, but like they do, playing, they do. Yeah, I think Chicago's better than people are giving them credit for. I think they're like a real team, and yeah. it's, it's it's remarkable because they've lost some of their guys for the season. Who like what would they even be if they had all their full complement of players? So exactly, mm -hmm. um, the Cavs are an unexpected surprise, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I right. was not expecting that. Yeah. Have good. you have you had the chance to watch any of their games this season? 
I haven't seen too many of the games, to be honest. I, I Of course, I watched the games uh, where they faced the Celtics, where they look good there. Uh, but I know the the team that they have, just in terms of the moves they were able to get, Jared Allen. Um, I'm not forgetting the guy's name that just came from Chicago. But uh, Darius Garland, the different players that they have, they have a lot of uh, great young talent. I know they lost Sexton for the season, but just the pieces that they have, Kevin Love is a veteran. I, I really like what they're doing this year. Yeah, their um, Rubio came in there, and uh, I think everyone mm-hmm. thought Rubio was going to be like a um, – what's the word I'm looking for? A buyout. I think people thought he was going to be a buyout candidate, okay. and it's like, no, we're good. He's, he's not going yes. anywhere. And then they got – it looks like they may have the rookie of the year, so um, – they're pretty, they're pretty impressive. I think that's like a, a neat story for the East. And, you know, it's interesting because everyone like, for a while, even I was looking at the East and like, oh, the East is like really deep. But now it seems like some of the teams that may have started hot are like leveling off and it's like, okay, yeah. maybe they're not as deep as I thought. So um, you're right. Like outside of the top two, maybe the Sixers. I mean, they, I don't, I don't, I don't know about them either. Like, I don't think that they're coming out without Ben, um, but they seem to still, they appear to still be a really good team, mm-hmm. even though he's not playing. So they could maybe end up in the top four, but I think the clear top two in the East are the Bucks and the Nets, not necessarily in that order. And then yeah. I think the other teams, like, I think y'all are close. So you know, depending on matchups, like you're right, you could end up like getting to the East Conference Finals or whatever. I think I agree with that in full. Mm-hmm. And what about the West? What are your thoughts on the West? Oh man, uh, the West. If it, it has to be a Conference Finals of uh, Phoenix and Golden State, like if, if we don't see that really? as a basketball fan, but yeah, it, it has to be. Like, oh, you don't you don't believe in the Lakers? I mean, I know the the whole Celtics Lakers rivalry, but. You don't the the thing with, like, I've been saying, like, on Twitter the whole time, like, even though they've been struggling, like, number one, I can't count out LeBron. Like, it, as long as they make the playoffs, LeBron can go crazy in the playoffs. So, like, I I, I can't count them out. Uh, and there's going to be some point in this season where they go on, like, some type of stretch where they win, like, 12 out of 13 games and everybody forgets that they struggle. I think that's still going to happen at some point. Maybe they'll make some trades, you know, by the deadline. Not sure what they can really do. But I just feel like eventually at some point everything's going to click where everybody remembers that, you know, they're still one of the top teams in the West, too. Now, let me ask that question. Is that solely based on LeBron or do you really think that they have the potential to be a good good team? So what I mean by that is like, I know that no one wants to count out LeBron or say like, it's not possible. So even sometimes when you're looking at things, you're like, you really should have never thought this because like on its face, it's not, but because it's Mm -hmm. him, you're just like, well, maybe. Is it that? Or do you really think like these pieces that they have can really be a good team? I think it's a combination of both. Like the roster itself is decent. Obviously, Anthony Davis, he has to man up and be better. You know, Westbrook, he's been coming along better. You know, started off the season struggling, but he's been looking better as well. You know, you have some decent veterans and mellow off the bench. But really, I if you look at the history with LeBron, as long as he's been healthy, we've seen what he's been able to do all these years. You know, even when he first got back to the Cavs, I know they made trades to get, uh, you know, Jared Smith, Shumper, Mozgov. They started off this season, you know, I think they were like 20 and 20, something like that. By the second half of the season, they were great. We saw back in 2018, they made trades for Jordan Clarkson, et cetera, et cetera. They became, you know, a great team as well. So as long as LeBron is healthy for the rest of the way through, I, I honestly, I just can't count the Lakers out. 
Okay. But you think it's going to be a Warriors-Suns Western Conference matchup? I think so. Like, I'm leading. I would say right now, I'm like, if they're healthy, probably that's like, I'm at least 80% sure of that. And I hope that's what we get. The only other teams I could even potentially see in that spot, Utah, maybe, you know, they look great in the regular season. You know, that's another thing in the playoffs. So I don't know about that. But those are the only other teams outside of uh, Phoenix and Golden State. Maybe the Lakers in Utah, I'd still have to put them in that conversation too. Okay. Okay. That's all fair. I don't believe in Utah. I don't care what anyone tells me. Yeah, I don't really I don't believe in them because they don't have that guy. Like you you need a you need one of those guys and they don't have it. So it's also why I ultimately don't believe in the Suns. I mean, I think they're a great team, but you know. Devin Booker is their best player and he's Devin Booker is great. I don't mean it like that, but I don't even know if we're counting Devin Booker yet still as a top 10 guy. So um, I'm not sure. I didn't, you know, but we know who the first five are and Kawhi's out right now, but mm-hmm. if you add in Kawhi, we know who the first six are. So then it's like, mm-hmm. after that, you're talking about like, is Anthony Davis still in there? Will he be in there after this season? Harden is another one, right? If you included them, that would be like about eight guys. I don't know where people are going to rank Luca after this year because his honeymoon seems to be over. You have mm. like Trey <laughs> Young who are stepping up. You know, Paul George is having a good season too. Um, so I just don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, I mean... If Booker was in that, you have Embiid still. I didn't mm-hmm. say him, so I don't know. I think I think Booker. I think um, Devin Booker. Yeah, I think he's a top fifteen player, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Where he falls in that that eleven through fifteen, I'm not sure, but I don't know if I quite have him top ten yet. So that's your best guy in that series versus um, the Warriors who have Steph, right? I always look at who the best player is in the series, like first. Yeah. And then, you know, both have like a really good team, but I, you know, I always look like who has the best player on the floor and, and, and sometimes those players, you know, balance, like offset each other, right? Like if it's a Kawhi on the other side, if it's a Braun, if it's a Giannis, if it's one of those guys, then fine. But if you're not in that tier, um, then I, I, I usually give the advantage to the guy, um, the team that has that guy and Utah does Mm -hmm. not have that guy. (laughs) and the suns the suns don't either so but i would like to play them because their fans have gotten a little out of hand now they're really feeling themselves and so i want to play them i do i do i would like to see that um well yeah no i think that's it i'm just trying to make sure there's nothing else i want to ask you because like i said there's there's a lot going on with the celtics and i Mm -hmm. i I think they're a really fun team, but you know, like the comments that Marcus Smart made earlier in the season when they were losing, like, was that an issue for you? Or did you like him calling out the guys like that? I don't think I had a problem with the, of what he said. It's the fact that I don't think that was really necessary publicly because first off, I don't think we really heard Tatum and Jalen necessarily being receptive to that. I think they kind of just brushed it off and they basically said that, you know, you could have kept that in-house. If there's things to address, you know, sometimes you have to be public with it. But in that case, I don't really think you need to say that publicly. Just keep that, you know, between you guys and just move on from there. 
Do you think Tatum is a good leader for the team? I've never heard anything bad about him, but I mean, and maybe leader isn't even the right word, but I mean, if he's your best player, do you think you guys can win it all? Or is he a number two masquerading as a number one? I would say Tatum has top 10 player capability. So right now, if I were to rank him, he's somewhere he's always been or like the past couple of years been like in that 12 to 15 range. So similar like you mentioned with Devin Booker, he's somewhere in that range, right? But I believe that, you know, we've seen him drop 60 points. We've seen what he's done, you know, in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. He has that potential, in my opinion, to be somewhere in that, you know, top five to top 10 range. So if he ever gets to that, then yeah, we would have the potential to win a championship. Jalen, on the other hand, is more so maybe I'd say 15 to 20 or so is probably his cap. But yeah, with Tatum, definitely I'd say up, up to top 10. Okay, that's fair. So is, is there anything I should be surprised about? Because I mean, people are always talking about our interior defense and it's going to bring us down, hasn't brought us down yet. But um, you guys have Williams, right? That's what's his first name again? Um, we got two Williams, Robert and Grant. Robert, there you go. Um, you know, so he's been like, I was just seeing there grabbing boards and just doing a lot. He does a lot. I'm like, this guy's mm-hmm. gonna annoy me during the game. I know it <laughs> he's gonna be grabbing boards from Looney. Looney can't even jump and lift himself. Good lord, but you know, he won us the game in Indiana, so I saw that, yeah. <laughs> and and so I said, no slander of Looney for the rest of this road trip. So I'm not going to get on Looney, but I mean, Robert Williams has been pretty good for you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. I could be wrong, but I see him playing a role, like a part in this game because, um, you know, the, we honestly, we haven't been having that much trouble with like teams that have like bigs because even though people were going on and on about the Suns in that game, like when Aiden was like eating inside, they were just feeding him we went on a run during that time. So like, you know, and we're actually a really good rebounding team. We do it like collectively, but we're a good rebounding team. But the last couple of games, like the bonus was getting us. And who did we play right before that? Um, It's escaping me, but whatever team we just played. And I remember I was getting really annoyed because I'm just like, this guy keeps getting all the rebounds. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with um, Robert Williams. I think Tatum is going to, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking it's Tatum just because of what he did last time, but maybe this time it's Jalen's turn. I don't know. You remember a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, him and Steph had that little like back and forth. Well, on yeah, the I remember, yeah. I remember right. That. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I like that they don't back down, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it's going to be a Jalen game. Have like what I've noticed with the Celtics, like, I don't feel like they've worked out like when they close, right? Because like if Jalen has it going, I see like Tatum coming to close when he's cold and that doesn't make sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Jalen just get to close if he's been hot all game? Um, And have they figured that out yet so far for the season? With that, I think primarily, you know, if you're just thinking of the overall aspect of having the, uh, the ball in the best player's hands, Usually it's going to take him down the stretch, depending on what we're running. You know, Even let's when say he's if we have all game. Does that make? I've sense? seen it. 
I've honestly seen it. Even if he's not having a great game, you know, the, the only, one of the criticisms of Tatum is that, like, his shot selection. You know, for the most part, he shoots the ball well, but, like, he takes bad shots. He takes step backs over three guys. Yeah. So, overall, Awful like, even if he's having... selection. I mean... Yeah. Do you think it's improved or not? Because I watch games sometimes, I'm like, why is he doing this? And it, like, drives me crazy. It definitely has improved. I think the funny thing is, like, his first season in the league, like, he was a great shooter. Uh, he, he wasn't, obviously, the go-to guy on the team. You know, that's when he had Kyrie. His second year, uh, really, after he was filling himself, after, you know, he uh, dropped, like, 18 points per game in the playoffs, uh, you know, he was facing the Cavs, et cetera, et cetera. That's when we really started to see, like, the bad shot taking. I think his second year in the league. After that, it calmed down a bit. Uh, you know, by a certain fourth season, he was taking better shots. You still see traits of it, uh, you know, from here and there where sometimes, yeah, he takes a lot of bad, contested, fadeaway shots. But for the most part, I say he's under control now. Okay. So they like to go to him to close no matter what because he's the perceived best player on the team. I still yeah, think that's up for them. debate. But... Um, <laughs> So one of them are going to go off. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's Jalen's night, but I mean, I think teams always like step up to play the Warriors. And mm -hmm. is that a national TV game? Let me check. I don't remember. Probably is. We have a lot of those. So, I mean, in terms of like, I'm just trying to think about the matchup. Is there anything else that you think, like I said, Robin, Robert Williams, to me, I feel like he could possibly be an X factor because of the rebounds. But outside of that, I, I, you know, I mean, Marcus Smart can be a little bit of a pesky defender. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore that. But outside of that, I'm, I'm not seeing anything about the, the Celtics that worries me too much um do you know like where their offense and defense is rated i didn't get to look it up before i started the the show today i would have to check the stats i'm not sure what it is as of today like i know for a while like our defense was in the top five recently i'm not sure what it's down to now because you know our west coast road trip was terrible where teams are scoring a million points in us so I don't know what that is right now. Our offensive rating, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been that great. It's been like maybe, you know, 15, 20-ish, but don't know the exact stats though. But you guys have worked your way up into maybe being like a top 10 defense for a little bit of yeah. the season. Exactly, yeah. So you can play defense, which I know that. Like that doesn't um, surprise me. So what, like, is there anything that concerns you about like the matchup, like playing us uh, this week? You know, Steph has been in a slump. So at some point he's yeah. gonna come out of it. I would love it if it's uh um <laughs> on Friday. I'm sure you wouldn't, but I'm I'm curious to know. That's the funny, that's exactly what I was talking to with one of my boys. I'm like, yeah, Steph has been in a slump recently. So if he doesn't go off against uh the Raptors, then it's gonna be against us. So I'm hoping let him cook against the Raptors, but I don't want him to, to destroy us. But yeah. I remember last year, I don't remember how many points uh, Steph scored in the game uh, in Boston last year, but he absolutely went crazy in that game. So that's, you always got to worry about Steph. Jordan Poole is my guy, so I, I'm assuming uh, Poole is going to go off as well. He's your you guy? Know, you said? Yeah, I, I love Jordan Poole. Oh, you're a Jordan, Jordan Poole yeah. fan? Okay. I'm a Jordan Poole fan. Yeah. So, yeah, outside of Steph, you know, just having to worry about Poole. Uh, and you guys have great role players as well that can hit the three-point shot. Porter, Bielitsa. So, yeah. Were you um, a fan of Poole before he came to the league? Or you just, like, saw him on the Warriors and kind of liked him? 
the reason what I like, because uh, I even talked about on my, my podcast the other day, uh, similar to Cameron Payne, where, you know, Cameron Payne, for example, wasn't great for the majority of his career. And now he's been hooping with the Suns. Jordan Poole, I know his first year, he was terrible that year. He shot like 30% from the field uh, as a rookie. But then, you know, the season after, he improved. And now this year, he's dropping like 18 points per game. So I love when players, you know, if they start off struggling, but then they're finally able to, you know, find their feet in the NBA. I love seeing that. Okay. Yeah, it's a national TV game on ESPN. So I already know everyone's going to be amped up for the game. Um Oh, that's nice. You like pool. I like when people like our players. We have our little pool, our pool party thing that we say about him. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> when he gets going, we're like, oh, it's a pool party. So yeah, he's been, he's been amazing for us. Like that was like a, one of the best things to come out of the two years of like, you know, just all the injuries and everything we dealt with. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Um, tell us the name of your uh, a pod so my listeners know to check it out. Oh no problem. So I just started about like a week ago. So it's called the Step Back J Podcast on YouTube. So Step Back and then J A Y because I go by N J. So Step Back J A Y. Okay, because yeah, I was just like. I didn't know you had a podcast and I'm like, have I missed this all this time? So I, I definitely literally just started it. Just started. It. Okay. And what made you decide to, to do that? I think this honestly, my wife was really encouraging me, uh, you know, that I've been watching basketball my entire life. And you see me on Twitter, you know, that's all I talk about pretty much 99% of my tweets are about ball. So I'm like, let me just turn it into videos, you know, just talk about balls. So that's why I decided to do it. Okay, and so is it just on YouTube? Is it a um, video pod only, or do you have it, like, anywhere else? Video pod for now. I don't know if I'm going to, like, you know, translate to, like, Spotify and things like that down the road, but right now it's just uh, on YouTube. Okay, okay. Definitely um, send me that link um, on Twitter so I can subscribe. Sure. And um, and is it a solo pod, or are you with someone on there? A solo for now. I'm doing solo. Okay. And is it focused on the Celtics or the NBA at large? pretty much everything like uh some conversation to be you know how the Celtics are doing but like yeah I talk about pretty much everything I just talked about the Warriors and Suns who I think is you know the king of the west uh, that was in my last video and my first video I was talking about how the Celtics have been doing so far so I'm gonna be talking about a bunch of different teams oh that's exciting yeah I mean you guys definitely check out NJ um as you can see you know the vibes like he's cool he's just you know so opposite of me I'm so <laughs> passionate and <laughs> excitable and many things so um definitely definitely thank you for joining me today and coming on and and giving me your thoughts and uh hopefully we get the w i know you you want it but i i would like our <laughs> i hope we get a good game but we get the win and i know you want the win so we both want the same things but listen go subscribe yeah. to to nj's podcast check it out and give him a follow if you're not following him because you know that you're going to be getting at least objective takes because he's not too, you know, he's, as you heard, he's pretty realistic about his sees. Um, and they thank you for joining me. Thank you for being on. Is there anything else that you um, want to let us know about before you go? I know that you have music, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just dropped uh, my latest album, uh, I think November 12th called Man on a Mission. It's available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much everywhere. So you guys uh, just go listen to that as well. And like I said, I got the YouTube channel. So yeah, just go like, subscribe and support.
no doubt, no doubt. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode of All That. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, follow on any streaming platform, rate, review, five-star reviews. Um, give me your comments, your feedback, all of that. It is it's really welcome and it helps me out as a content creator. Um, until next time, guys, take care.